Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabot. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. In this week's episode, I write an open letter to advocate Dalim Pofu, a.k.a. the People's Advocate. My dear advocate Mpofu SC, I trust this mail finds you well. You know, when things are not going our way, we tend to think that the world is too much with us to steal from and bastardize the words of William Wordsworth. The past week, and indeed the recent past, has not been too kind to you. Your prominent clients, former President Jacob Zuma and former public protector Busisi Mkwewani have suffered yet more losses under your watch. It can be nice especially for someone called the People's Advocate. But I discovered this week, with bruises on my face and entire body, figuratively speaking, thankfully, that in spite of your setbacks, you, sir, are the darling of the masses. And this letter is to remind you that you should not dwell on your losses and hide behind the lucrative legal fees. Things are not that bad. I have no doubt that you are aware that your learned colleague, Advocate Tembega Nugaitobi, had a better week than yours, having successfully challenged the Department of Correctional Services to review their decision not to consider paroling the struggle icon of the Northern Cape, John Block. So, in the spur of the moment, and no doubt, with a rush of blood to my head, I took to Twitter, or X, as it's now called, and I posted, quote, If results mattered more than popularity, guess who would be called the people's advocate? I accompanied my tongue-in-cheek post with a picture of that new guy Toby with his hairstyle that I respectfully submit should be ruled in contempt of court. But I digress. There is no legal explanation why I'm still alive and posting this podcast as we speak. Your supporters came out in their thousands for me. Not even you have come out similarly guns blazing against your colleagues, cabinet ministers, the state president, and judges. For a few hours, I felt like Riddhi Tabi, that fellow broadcaster who knows nothing about South Africa. She ended up immigrating to the USA, that land of neoliberals. Riddhi knows how to get into a tour, as they call it 
and does she relish them? Strangely though, your supporters largely go by names that seem far from real. I do not know why they feel the urge to hide behind pseudonyms. Don't they realize that you, say, did not struggle to see our people fearing to show their faces and names, just like comrades David Muzamai, Tokyo, Chris and Maibui, among others, did. Using this podcast, Evil Musk, sorry, Elon Musk, was contemplating making X a paid service. I have a fear that this may greatly affect your lynch mob who prefer to hide behind fictitious names. Anyway, I digress again. Goes to show how much of an inspiration you are to those that love you, say. Your supporters told me to shut up. The same way you once admonished Minister Pravin Godan. Others accused me of being nothing but an unknown journalist looking for attention. Yet, curiously, they posted so much of my work of the past, yet brief 31-year career in the media. Although I humored them, some of the accusations were extreme. I had to take them on because... No, but I can't allow somebody to lie about me. I can't allow people to interrupt other people. I could not have said it better myself, sir. When another one of them accused me of trying to carry favor with the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, I put it to them. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. What you have just said is completely untrue. In fact, I almost told them to watch their language, but I realized that might trigger bad memories for you. Some of the attacks were leveled at Advocate Nuaitobi. Your fans say, I must say, embarrassed you a little there. They accused him of being a government lawyer who does not deal with tough cases as yours. To which I responded, Okay, what you have just said is completely untrue. Your people, dear people's advocate, have a lot to learn from you. And they must learn that you are not in, the, in this law thing to win. It's, it's about pushing the system to a particular point and about arguing certain issues. You know, I always joke about this and say to people, who's one of the greatest lawyers you know in South Africa? They say, it's George Bezos. And I say, tell me one case that he won. Did he win or lose Mandela's case? Erring in good company there, I see, my dear sir. May the soul of advocate George Bezos rest in peace. What a role model you have there. The final nail that broke the camel's back was when someone accused me of trying to get a job as a government spokesperson. I, I don't mind criticism, my good sir. Something I can't say I learned from you. But I take exception to malicious attacks. Why would I risk my children's future by taking a government job? In fact, on reflection, the only government I would work for is the one led by your esteemed party, the Economic Freedom Fighters. That way, I can justify contributing to the cause of socialism by taking that kind of salary. Besides, I'd be learning from the leaders of the party who are languishing in parliament on paltry salaries when most of them could be having lucrative careers in the private sector. Pardon my extended silence, I was pulling my tongue out of my cheek there. So that jibe about government job was hurtful. 
it had to be challenged, and it was. No, but I can't allow somebody to lie about me. I can't allow people to interrupt other people. You and me both, sir, as your comrades are always quick to remind us of that Amica Cabral quote, tell no lies and claim no easy victories. Because I am stupid and I tend to ridicule those that lie, do not read, and are intolerant, some of your fans threatened me with violence. It did not come as a surprise to me. I doubt it will to you either. I knew this kind of behavior they would not have learned from you or the ever-so-calm, peaceful EFF. I shared with them your wise counsel, which you shared on national television. It doesn't matter which side it comes from. If there's political intolerance, it's something that we should condemn unreservedly from any, any quarter. I truly hope your supporters and praise singers heed your call, dear People's Advocate. They must learn from you and your comrades that intolerance of any kind is not acceptable. Otherwise, the whole thing would be not only uh, uh, fruitless, but it would be laughable, a, a sham of major proportions. I could not have said it better myself. These attacks are a shame. They are not in the spirit of what you represent. But when some of them pushed me too far, I had to be firm. I had to be firm with them and remind them of simple facts that they seem to forget in the heat of typing on free data bundles. I just want to say to you that, you know, the only reason I'm tolerating what you're doing to me is really for the interest of the client. Otherwise, you're not entitled to abuse me like you're abusing me. I'm senior to you in many ways, not, not just in age, but in many ways, you know it. Uh, so you, you, you have no right to abuse me. You have no right to abuse me. I'm sure you too would agree with me, Advocate Mpofu. No upstarts who are younger than us and who cannot match our experiences, known or unknown, victorious or not, has any right to disrespect or abuse us. But wisdom later visited me. I realized that I would cause myself unnecessary heart failure by entertaining these people. They had lots of time in their hands. It was a Saturday evening. Kaiser Chiefs had just drawn another match and load shedding was being uh, load shed, if you know what I mean. So, no, 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 it's not for me. I think people must have fun on social media. They must be allowed... But, um, you know, it's, it's a free country. So I let it go. I let them be once again, taking my wisdom from you. And as I was unwinding on Sunday after participating in that white monopoly capital spot you once liked called golf, I reflected on what happened there on Twitter and I realized our people are going through the most through. And like that unlikable Nukai Toby, I concluded... In this case, there is a, there's something that we know, but there's a lot we don't know. So, should yet another court reduce you to those losing levels of Advocate Bezos again, remember you are loved. Yours sincerely, the unknown podcaster. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rems at remsmavote. Let me know what you think of the podcast. And please share your most memorable tours. Download my Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on X at Rams by the Horns and Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mavote, I'm indebted to the court. 
Goodbye and God bless.